Hearing Churches podcast. I'm Alan Small here with my wonderful friend Trent, and we are so glad uh, to be able to join you today. And uh, I know we've got a subject that probably very few of us would like to admit has been an issue in our ministry, but if we could uh, be completely honest today, it's probably in there. So Trent, tell us a little bit about that today. Yeah. So today we want to talk about, are you jealous much? Um, and we, so, you know, as we talk about our ministry settings and, and the places that we are, we, we want to come off as very confident, don't we, Alan? We want to seem like that, hey, we've got our act together um, and we, we have a lot of bluster a lot of times. Yeah, you know, I've got this down. We're doing great. And then we speak ministerially, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you know, we we all start to kind of look around, you know, the uh, the the Mondays. I think sometimes we could we could just kind of strain our necks. You know, when I when even when I'm driving home from church, uh, church and, and I'd say I, I'm actually pretty healthy in this particular area right now. But I do pay attention when I pass another church, how many cars are in their parking lot and, and things, yeah. things like that. Now, today is probably more that I care more about them um, and want them to do well. Um, but I, I certainly know where those unhealthy thoughts can go. And I know that they've gone there. Um, in, in my life um, at different points and times. And so, yeah, jealousy is a, a very real thing in, in ministry. And I'm a highly competitive person. And so some of that jealousy just comes out of a sense of, of, of competition. And maybe it's not all bad in that in that standpoint, but we do have a lot to learn and a lot to think about when we talk about this particular uh, topic of, of jealousy. Right. Yeah. And so we, we, uh, you know, we get together, you get a bunch of preachers together and we, the joke is that they start speaking ministerially and that all that means is they inflate their numbers to inflate their ego. Um, you know, we want to sound good, look good to other preachers. Like we know what we're doing. Um, and honestly, if we just speak honestly, so much of the things that happen in our church, especially when it comes to numbers of people that attend, it's so much out of our control, right? Um, it's, it's really about God and what he does and his Holy Spirit drawing people. Um, we're supposed to be faithful servants, but we want to feel like, hey, I'm the one who's doing this. And then we feel like, hey, I'm, I'm the one who's doing great. And so we we kind of get that. And then we talk to somebody else and we're jealous about the things that they're doing, maybe the programs that they're doing or the people that are attending there. So today we want to talk to you about that and maybe some of the dangers that that can bring in your life. And so, Alan, that's that's kind of where we're aiming at today. Hopefully we get there. Yeah. And, you know, I want to encourage you too. don't don't use talking of don't use the idea of not being jealous though as an excuse to to not learn and not grow in ministry i think that there's always something that we can learn from someone else who's doing something maybe better than we're doing it and we can learn from them so please don't don't take this as as an opportunity to say you shouldn't look around and you shouldn't be a learner but i think it's the attitude of of learning and, and how how do we do that and I think that that's kind of where we want to want to talk about today. It's really what goes on in the depths of our soul. 
<laughs> the parts the parts that we sometimes don't want to talk about or we try to sugarcoat and make it sound like that's not really what's going on when we all deep down know what what's going on yeah well and and we um not only do sometimes we get jealous but in order to make ourselves feel better this we i really don't have in our notes but i think this is important is that churches uh begin to bash those who are successful uh we've seen that a lot um you you get a, a church that is suddenly growing and doing well and boy, we'll bash that pastor and, you know, oh, they're not preaching the Bible. And it's like, can't we celebrate with somebody? Can't we be excited and happy about a church doing well? Um, I think that's important. And so um, so today, let's start off talking about, Alan, what happens when we begin to compare, when we're jealous and we compare ourselves maybe to another pastor or our church to another church? So what happens with that? Yeah, Trent, you know, you and I both um, have been in ministry for what seems like an eternity some days, right? I mean, we, we've been yeah. doing this, we've been doing this for, for a while. I think the words Methuselah are somehow used with us um, the, these days, but, but we have a calling um, in our lives to follow, to follow after God. And our, our job, our responsibility in that calling is to obey and just like Paul learned the lesson early on, you know, there's some people who are watering and there's and and there's some people who are doing planting, but God is the one who causes the good stuff. And that's what we've got to remember. So it has, has a lot to do with our calling, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, and sometimes I think that we think that, OK, well, if I'm not. If my church isn't doing great, then I've messed up. And but, or maybe it's because my church isn't as big as someone else. But those people that are in your church are just as much loved by God, and you are called to minister to your flock. You're not called to minister to someone else's flock. You're called there where you are in the circumstances that you are, and uh, relying on God to, to be the one who takes care of those issues and, and grows it as he sees fit. It's, it's God's job to, to grow your church. It's not your job. And I don't think people understand that it's God's job. Yeah. The question isn't really so much about how is, is our church growing? But the real question is, am I doing what God wants me to do so he can do what he intends to do in the life of my church? And I think we need to get those, those things right. Because whenever you start to compare yourselves with others, you're basically saying, well, oh God, if you had done right, you would have called me to to be like so and so. Or, you know, I, growing up, uh, you know, when we were early in ministry, you know, I've both shared how we were we were John Maxwell fans. There were other friends who had other pastor friends or, or, or whatever, but I always was attracted to how he put a sermon together, or the fill in the blanks, and and all that kind of stuff. And I was always drawn to that. And you know, I was like, well, how do I match up to, well, I don't match up. <laughs> there's no, there's no one, one. I just don't have that cool of a voice. I wish I did. Uh, no but, kidding. but, um, but you know, you start trying to measure up. I realized I, I'm never, I'm never going to be John Maxwell. And then it dawned on me finally, God doesn't want you to be, mm -hmm. you know, God doesn't want you to be him. God didn't want me to be uh, Chuck Swindoll. Um, God wanted me to be me and he placed me where he called me and he, he wanted me to function in obedience with him. 
Yeah. And so this whole conversation, if it, it really reflects on our belief about who God is and what he, the way he functions, if God, if he created us, which I believe that he has, and if his word is true that he has plans for us, plans to give us a future and a hope, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, then he created us exactly like he wanted us to be. And he has placed us where he wants us to serve. And so, you know, what's the point of being jealous of someone else? Well, I want to be like John Maxwell. Or I want to be like um, Franklin Graham Jr. You know, all, all these other people, um, Andy Stanley, whoever, you're not them. God gave you specific, specific gifts. Can't say that word. Yeah, out. that's a mouthful right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it gave us gifts that to use us where he has placed us. And so, you know, don't be jealous of someone else when God has placed you where he wants you to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Trent. Well, I was just going to go to our next point. But um, so, you know, when we compare what's supposed to be a shared effort, really, we turn it into a competition. Um, and so does that make sense to you, Alan? Is it- yeah, that, and that's kind of what I want, where I kind of wanted to go, Trent, was because what happens is, yeah, okay, so I, I knew I knew I was never competing with Chuck Swindoll or, or John Maxwell. Um, I knew I wasn't in a competition with them. However, the church in the nearby town that was about the same size as my church, and we're both new pastors, all of a sudden, you know, what, what am I thinking about him when, you know, oh, he baptized five this week. You know, um, we've only baptized three this year and, you know, and you start to, you start to, you start to compare that and then you start to, to make it a competition. And are you really caring that the idea that you get to baptize the privilege of baptizing someone, or are you sitting there thinking, okay, I still got to get two more, you know, so I'll look better or, or whatever, you know, those little differences are, are huge, are a huge difference in the, the attitude you take into that. And when we're not healthy and when we're living in jealousy and comparing ourselves to someone else, we st- begin to build these competitions. And it's not a competition with those big names. That's the other part. That's that has to do with our calling. It, it's what we're doing in our town, you know, where where there's we're trying to reach the same people and, and we're working together for a cause because our churches are different. But we're. We're so worried about where our status is among them that we, that it, it causes a problem in our heart. That's that's true. And, you know, when we are comparing, when we are jealous, it says more about us than it does anyone else. It really just says that, hey, this person is, you know, has no self-esteem. They're they're struggling and they they, they always have to either put somebody else down or, you know, they're jealous of that other deal. And when scripture tells us to that we're supposed to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And so that's, you know, me knowing what Alan is doing in his church shouldn't make me jealous, but say, okay, that's a great idea. I want to learn from that. And then, okay, how could I do a good job where God has placed me and to love my people more to do good deeds, to serve them more. And so it changed the, reframe the focus, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. You got to kind of change the mindset that, that goes along with that. Well, Trent, I think there's one other thing that happens too when we when we do this is that when we compare ourselves to others, 
all of a sudden we put the focus on all the non-essential stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, instead of what um, Jesus said when he, he was asked, what are the, what's the most important commands was to love God and then to love people. We get off on the other stuff and, and well, I got to do another program or I got to bring in a speaker. I got to bring in a comedian or whatever to get some big event instead of how well are you loving God? How well are you loving the people that God has given to you? Well, and, and Trent, I, I would suggest to people too, you know, go, go, go look through your Twitter feed or your Facebook. And if you see a minister who's sitting there arguing with people about the fine points, the, the, the little points of theology, not, not the big issues, but those small points of theology, and that's all they have time for, you know, I, I'm just going to say it. It's probably not completely fair, and it's a bit of a sweeping statement, but there's a problem with jealousy. You know, that they're, they're not focusing on their call and their ministry. They're focusing on your call and your ministry. And and it's just not good. It's not right. And so, you know, Trent, one of the reasons I came face to face with with um, with this is I had a pastorate. And in the town, there was another church. And years before I ever came, there had been a church split. Um mm-hmm. But for some reason, the pastor was there and he was a he was a fantastic pastor to his church. But he was all up in my church's details and business. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'd bad bad mouthed me every chance he could get, Um, you know, uh, all these little things. I'm like, dude, why are you so jealous? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, what's going on? You know, and I, I just get this idea that. You know, he had been there, and I think you know every time there a new pastor, my church, my church had kind of been in this cycle: new pastor every four or five years. And you know, every time there's a new pastor, well, more people, you know, people would come check us out, and some would stay, and some would say, "No, I, I like this other church better." And you know, uh, it's just how it kind of goes. But you know, we never we, we never forged a a what should have been a unified heart for our town. There was always this division there. And, and it really was a a teaching moment um, for me. And so jealousy has some negative effects for us, doesn't it? It really does. And it it made me, as you're saying that telling us that story, it made me think about something um, that I read recently, Alan, that said that um, not everyone's going to agree with your calling, but it doesn't matter. It wasn't a conference call. Uh, you know, and it's that really was a good reminder to me that they're going to be what uh, one of the books that I read a long time ago called them border bullies. They're going to be people that want are jealous and want to knock you down um, so that they can feel better about themselves and be more in control of you. And so uh, that's one of the things I think that's real negative about jealousy is that that it harms relationships. And 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 uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. But, but one of the first things is it it builds up stress, stress that you don't have to have, um, you know, when you have jealousy in your, in your relationships or in jealousy about other people. Uh, I think that just builds up stress in myself if I'm jealous of others. It, it stresses me out to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we've because Trent, we've been there, right? I mean, yeah. you you've had jealousy in ministry. I've had jealousy in ministry and 
And all the time I spent worrying about what someone else is doing was wasted time. It, it had no, it had no benefit to me whatsoever. And, and it would, it'd be those things that keep you awake and, and do all these kinds of things. And I didn't need it. It was, it was useless and it was petty. It wasn't, it wasn't biblical, all those kinds of things. And, and you know, this deep down, but you're still going through it and it's just, it's just stress. You, do, you don't need to have, you got to address it. You got to address what's going on in, in your heart and in your life. Well, and as we talk about each of these, I want you to reframe the energy on the, you know, instead of focusing all that energy on staying awake and being jealous and stressed, why not begin to pray and say, God, thank you that you have placed that church there because there are people, they're reaching people that my church never will. Um, God, thank you that you placed that pastor there with some great ideas. God, I pray that you bless them. That's what we're called to do. And so, Instead of being stressed out, turn that energy into prayer and, and especially Thanksgiving. So the next thing is about healthy, healthy relationships. Uh, if you, you can destroy or even stop uh, from happening a good relationship and a healthy relationship, you can destroy those relationships altogether, can't you, Alan? Absolutely. You know, that's one of the pains, pains of jealousy is it's, it's a destroyer. I mean, the Bible tells us love is, love is not jealous. Mm. You know, so we know, we know that we're not to live in jealousy. Now we also know God is a jealous God, right? It wasn't serving us after other gods. There is a healthy form of, of jealousy, <laughs> but, but this is an unhealthy form of jealousy. This is the, the kind of where we're supposed to want the other churches uh, to do the best. I love what you said, Trent, you know, is to pray for someone. It's hard to be jealous uh, over someone that you're praying for and that you're praying God's best for. Because if God answers that prayer, um, that's an answered prayer. It's a it's a it's a testimony to your prayer life and, and a witness of your prayer life. And so when you're praying for someone, it's a lot harder to be to be jealous of them. But if you build jealousy, I just want you to watch how how you will begin to isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't want to reach out. And, and that's that's not a good place for us to be. That's it's really unhealthy. It's really unhealthy. And so, you know, as Alan was talking about that, he's really referring to the the passage where we're told to pray for our enemies. And that church down the road is not your enemy. They are not your enemy. In fact, um, they are supposed to be your sister church. You know, the, the your co-laborers in Christ is what they're called. And so why not pray for God to bless them? Because that's eventually going to um, spill over into your lap, and you're going to be blessed as well. So, yeah, you want those relationships. And um, I'd much rather be able to sit down in a good relationship with like Alan, and we sit and talk about, hey, have you ever thought about this? Hey, what we did this. Would that work for you? Um, I love those conversations. And yeah. I love those with other pastors. Go ahead. You know, I, I love that, that, you know, a few years ago, our church was all, oh, do we need to start a food pantry? Well, one of our sister churches in, in town already has one. So every now and then I'm just checking in, Hey, what can we do? Um, do you have a need? Can we, can we, can we help out? Let us know. You know, we, we, we don't need to reinvent something that's already being done. Well, you, you, you take it, you succeed with it. And if you need something, let us know. We want to be partner with you in it any way that you need help with. And, um, you know, I think it's just those little things like that that help 
alleviate that sense of competition. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that in, in this pandemic time, churches too, that, that we are realizing that we need each other. Uh, church attendance is dropping. Um, the care for spiritual matters is dropping in our, in our culture. Um, we are not, we do not have time to compete with each other. This, this yeah. is serious time. And, you know, we, we need to work together and not build the, the walls that would separate us in that. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And I'm glad you mentioned that about the food pantry, because it made me think about, you know, in our, in our neck of the woods, uh, there is a church that's just up the road that they, they do a big children's Christmas musical program, you know, play. So we intentionally don't do a big Christmas thing because we don't want to compete with them. But we do a big children's Easter deal and they don't compete. You know, they don't put a deal at that time. And so we can be a blessing. I love going to their program. I, I encourage our church to go to their Christmas program and they do the same for us. And there's a church that has a, you know, a big Easter adult deal. It's huge. It's wonderful. And we love going to that. So we try to encourage folks to be, a, let's let's bless all the churches. Let's have them all healthy and strong. Yeah, it's a culture and you can be part of creating that po- positive culture. Trent, there's mm-hmm. one other one, that, and this one is re- really the bad one. It, it implodes your, your image. You know, when you get jealous, yeah. it shows. Oh, yeah. You, not only your self-image, but what shows to other people, right? You know, you're... Um, Think about the people that listen in your church when you're talking badly about that other church, that other pastor. I think that's what you're where you're yeah. going. At. Yeah. And so I think that you're absolutely right. It makes yeah. us look small and makes them look bigger. Well, and it also makes our God look small, it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's that's probably the most heartbreaking part part of all of that, because we, we, we do. You want to you want to display something that, that puts people um, to. It makes them feel good about about what God is doing. And when you run run down another church because, you know, um, well, you know, they're just a concert down the road. Um, that's not real worship. Uh, what have you done for God's kingdom there? All you've done is make yourself look bad. Um, mm-hmm. And the truth of it probably is you're just jealous of their worship that you can't pull that off in your church. Um, yeah. but maybe that's just not really who you are. If you don't have those people, it's not who you are. So right. don't, don't, don't try to be, it's just, um, it, it's just us making ourselves look bad. And, you know, I think, I think jealousy changes our countenance too. Hmm. You know, when you see, when you see a spouse who, who just is overly jealous, you know, and won't let, let their mate talk to someone, to someone or, or something like that. And, you, you see that look on their face always. And, you know, if you're jealous, there's always a look on your face that this that has jealousy written all over it. And it's not very appealing. It's not very attractive. And it doesn't draw people to Christ. Right. Well, it won't draw people to you either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if one person got that bad face all the time, yeah, it's like, man, I don't want to be around them. They're, they look mean all the time. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and again, we just want to remind you that those the other churches in your area are not your enemy. Um, we are called by Christ to be co-laborers for him, to glorify his name, not our own. 
And I think that's a big deal to churches. Um, you know, I, I watched a deal by Francis Chan and some people don't like Francis Chan because he's, he's effective and he's, but anyway, he said recently that, that Christianity is one of the most, well, is the most divided faith group in the world right now and throughout history. And I would agree with that. I mean, we divide ourselves so much and we, and we should be unifying ourselves under the banner of Jesus Christ and lifting up his name, not our own. That's so true. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad you said that. And, and so we just want, I just, we just want to encourage you today. You know, this is one of those ones I, when you're done listening to this, we want to encourage you to take a hard look at yourself um, and, and be honest. Um, uh, we can both share with you times in our ministries where we have have come face to face with with a sense of jealousy, wishing that we were we had what someone else had, or that we we had you know something else, or maybe jealous of what someone else the success someone else is having. And so we just want to encourage you to have this honest look um, in your life and acknowledge it and get get before God and acknowledge that because time is short and we we don't have time to waste in in the pettiness of of being envious and jealous about other ministries and and also the other part we want to encourage you to endure in ministry and if you're always looking um, for that next big thing um, you're not going to endure well so don't so don't do that we want to encourage you to find your contentment in the call that god has given you and where he's placed you and what he's called you to do. So those are just some some words of wisdom. Um, Trent, thanks for, for putting this um, in, in our notes today and and bringing this to the surface. This is a, a, a really kind of a, a heavy subject, but it's an important subject. And we are so grateful um, that you take time to listen to us because, again, we're, we're here for you. So, Trent, how, how would they reach out to us if, if they've got some questions or just need us to pray with them? Yeah, as Alan said, we do want you to endure. That's the reason we do this podcast is to share some things that we've learned the hard way because that's the only way we learn is the hard way. <laughs> but you, if you um, need some help, maybe need some encouragement, maybe just need a fresh set of eyes to look over a situation, you can contact Alan uh, by email at alan at enduringchurches.consulting. You can contact me at Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. You can always find us on Facebook at Enduring Churches. And you can also go to our website, which is EnduringChurches.com. And we want to be there for you. We want to help. Um, Alan and I have intentionally done training uh, for ourselves so that we can be a better tool to help you to endure. And again, we want to thank you so much for listening and watching today. And uh, we want to be there for you to help you endure and go a long ways down the road. So God bless you. And we hope you'll tune in next week.